Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, it's another episode of the Believe in Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. This is episode 50. Kind of really? a big deal. A little, little bit of a big deal, I think. We survived 50 episodes. That's crazy. Got a full, got a full calendar year over, more than. Um, uh, since this is you're back in quarantine. we're experienced, are you recording? Yeah, thanks. Okay. All right, nice. Only took you 50 episodes the to learn that. I have to put that in the notes every time now to hit record. You're giving me a lot of shit for that when I only really forgot one time. That the audience knows of. <laughs> it's been one time. <laughs> uh, you're back in quarantine, huh? Couldn't handle yeah. it? Shut it down. Full stop. You wear a mask at home? At home? No, I do not. <laughs> How big is your uh, container of Purell? Is it over a gallon, under a gallon? Uh, no, I get those like spray bottles every time I go to Trader Joe's. You're a spray guy? Are you one of those? Like when you, if you go to the store, you're spraying yourself down constantly? I mean, just the hands. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I feel like every time I go to the grocery store, I have to re-up on one of those at the checkout counters, you know? I get, I've never had the urge to buy one of those. I come home, I just wash my hands. I try not to touch my face when I get in the car, I get home, I wash my hands. That's it. I'm compulsive toucher of the face, so I got to have it like right in the car when I get in. <laughs> or you just keep your mask on until you get home. That prevents you from touching your face. True. On today's show, before uh, we get way too off the rails here with COVID talk, guys, we get to see this year. So pretty excited about uh, the announcement that baseball is coming back. Did you listen to last week's show at all when I was, I was, I recorded and then right as we finished, uh, basically within a couple hours, MLB came out and said that they've agreed to a 60 game season. So you're welcome for that. It, we'll take responsibility. We'll take, uh, the accolades. We reverse jinxed the hell out of the baseball season. So because of us, you're getting 60 games. You're welcome. Nice work. The, there will be brown this year. So that's going to I think that should be the theme of the season. You know the movie There Will Be Blood. We're going with There Will Be Brown because we we thought for a minute there wasn't going to be a season and now we we are and we finally get to see the the, the brown uniforms and all their glory. And it's going to be a 60 game sprint where every game matters. It's like the college football season for baseball where you're going to be really plugged into every single game that's happening. I'm going to be jacked up for every win and crushed for every loss. I think it's pretty awesome. Who's Daniel Day-Lewis on the Padres then? So that's a, that's a good question. There Will Be Blood starring Daniel Day-Lewis. So-so movie for me. Really, really well done movie, but I don't love it. It's not like a rewatchable. He's the star. He's kind of the anti-hero. So a guy that I don't know if you're necessarily rooting for him or not in the movie. It gets a little complicated here. Like you want him to do well, you're rooting for him, but he's also kind of a dick. Is that Austin Hedges now? Just because uh, he was at that COVID <laughs> party and he's a little overweight. Yeah, he's looking. He's got like kind of a Wade body now. Not social he's distancing. Not social distancing. Although that didn't. It, did that photo bother you for one second? Because it didn't bother me for one second. 
Um, no comment. I'm a social distancer. I I don't think um, I don't care that everything is getting closed again. All the bars are shutting down tomorrow in San Diego. I don't. But having a pool party at your house with some close friends and family, where it's just like a handful of people, that doesn't. I don't think that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, like under under ten people outside, I don't really have a problem. With I think it. it was just over ten. I think it was like in the fifteen range. But even then, if you know all these people, and let's say you live close together, we don't know the circumstances of the photo. Everyone was freaking out, and I think the culture today on Twitter is just to slam anyone who you think is violating one of these rules. Like, let's let's take a look at this a little more uh, passively. Like, he's what if these guys are all social distancing around each other? Like that's, you have your own little bubbles and eventually you combine bubbles and make a slightly bigger bubble. Big fucking deal. You know? I mean, that's what they're expecting the players to do. Like, Hey, all you players come here and, you know, be over this 10 person mark. But at the I same fans time, were just excited. You know, they're asking yeah, th- him to like come in and like, if he got it at this party and then gave it to the rest of the team. So I get that angle too. I guess, but I, I don't think these are the types of parties where you get them hanging out with your close friends and family which okay. I assume this was. So I think fans were just excited to, to dump on someone who they perceived as violating the social distancing rules. And then it happened to be Austin Hedges too. And he uh, looked overweight and out of shape for him. I pictured him being ripped. I don't know about you, but I'm, I was blown away that he was not ripped. Yeah. Especially as a, especially as a catcher. Wasn't the best look for him. <laughs> he was proud to post it on Instagram. So that's funny. Good for him. Showed off. Hedges, don't get body shamed and uh, don't get pandemic shamed either. I think uh, you have the right to assemble with a small group of friends at your house or wherever you were. Um, he wasn't out at Coachella or like a Coachella equivalent with a bunch of randos, you know, sucking face with somebody just hanging out, hanging out by the pool. That's my, that's my take. Anyway, we get off the rails on that. So baseball, it's back. It's awesome. I'm happy. 60 games. What, what else could you ask for? This is going to be an amazing season. If, I mean, I heard Buster Olney say there's like a 5% chance the season even starts and he's 0% confident that the season will finish. That's a bold. I've never heard Buster Olney have a take about anything. That's an amazing take by him. 5%. That's all he's given. Yeah. That's all he's given it's, it to, to, to start and then zero to finish. I mean, KBO is still going, right? Yeah. And they're opening up to fans or they're, what? they're working on. Yeah. They're working on opening up to fans within the next um, week or so, I think, or maybe more, but they're talking That's about wild. it. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Other countries are doing a better job of pandemic management than the United States. Yeah. Throw a dart at a, throw a dart at a map of the world and you'll hit a country that's doing a better job than the United States. Yeah. So I mean, we're also talking Brazil, about Brazil at this point. Even doing better than us. Okay. Maybe not Brazil and maybe not Mexico, but other than that, <laughs> uh, everyone else is doing better. The European countries and the Asian countries are kicking our ass. Although it's possible China's doing really badly too. We never know what's going on in China. Sure. But let's steer back away from COVID and back to baseball because that's all that really matters. We're going to talk about the schedule. It seems like we're going to play a lot of NL West opponents this year, although we don't really know what the schedule looks like yet. Um, along with AL West opponents, travel will be at a minimum. That makes a lot of sense. I've been asking kind of this for years is that why don't we play the Angels more often? Why do we play the Mets more than we play the Angels? What the hell are we doing? Baseball. I'd like a. I'd like a season where we get to see more, just regional action. So, I asked and I received. Over unders for some of the team wins losses this year. I guess wins over under for wins. 
Um, we're going to talk about the Padres. We're going to talk about some other teams that Wade likes. Who are we betting on? There's a couple of player props that are out there. Not all the sites are uh, blowing up their player props yet because the season schedule hasn't been released, and it's kind of hard to release your player props when uh, Vegas doesn't know exactly how many who's playing who yet. So that kind of matters. And then we're going to talk about the 52-man roster that was released. So there's it, up to 60 are allowed for this season. And then I think 30 are going to be active and 30 are going to be on the taxi squad reserve. And the Padres released theirs and there's only 52 names on it so far. And we're going to talk about maybe someone who's been omitted, some guys that we're really excited about to see and who can possibly get added later. Um, also, by the way, the minor league baseball season has been canceled, but we saw that coming, didn't we? I mean, I, the, the news was released, I think, today, recording this on Tuesday. But uh, and then, I don't think you anyone... know, a lot of people freaked out and thought it was the whole MLB season. <laughs> I our friend, our friend Rupert tried to troll our uh, messaging group with that. And it worked on someone. Oh, it worked on me. <laughs> <laughs> I did a double I had, take. I, I, I had a mini freak I out. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely had to do a double take because it was a very misleading headline like MLB announces cancellation of season. I was like, well, yeah, they announced the cancellation of the minor league season, not the major league season anyway. But first, before we talk about all those things that we kind of just talked about, would you be pro fake crowd noise at some of these games? Kind of like they're doing with soccer. I don't know if you've watched any soccer. They've, they've I, had, uh, but I mean, you like the NBA, how they like pump up the music when they're like crossing half court, like stuff like that. Um, cr- I'm talking crowd noise, not music. Like Vuvuzelas and everything like that? Or what, what are we talking have, here? The Potters have never had Vuvuzelas, I don't, I don't think, one time. But like, so if I was asking you about soccer, because if you watch European soccer at all, you've noticed that they um, have been computer graphically uh, in uh, inputting. What, what's what am I trying to say? They've been putting in fake... Uh, computer people into the stands with like fake flags and like some some fake uh, crowd noise to to jazz up the product a little bit. Would you be okay with them doing that in baseball, or would you rather just see an empty stadium with zero noise? Yeah, I don't have a problem either way. Um, I mean, what was it the Orioles game where fans weren't allowed to come and the guy? It was made creepy. It like, yeah, he was announcing golf. That was hilarious. <laughs> I I. I don't know, man. I think I'd have to see it. I, I don't have an opinion on it because I, I have to see it. it know if I like done. it or not. I don't know. It's like, do you like this new flavor of ice cream? Well, I don't know. I haven't tasted it yet. How am I supposed to know? That's how I feel. Yeah. I think we, a, we need a sample. Got to see a sample I'm not against, first. I'm not against the idea of it. So let's, I say we try it and see what happens. And if it's terrible, then they can easily remove it from your, your game. So, but stuff like organ music, the traditional organ music, general music for like walk-up songs, Home run stuff, fireworks, you're all in on that stuff, right? Yeah, a thousand percent. Fireworks for a home run in an empty stadium? Does that seem weird? No, love it. <laughs> It'd be kind of cool. I don't know, get like the flames shooting up from the outfield like they have at Petco. I'd be okay with that. And then anyone living downtown like I used to, like you know, oh yeah, Potters just hit a home run. How are rain delays going to work this season? Like, where do you make up these games? What if a game has to get canceled because of rain? Yeah, I mean, that it's like if they're just within the West, they're playing each other again, then you can just make a doubleheader. But if you're playing one of those AL 
teams. That's what where... if the Padres are in Seattle, you know? Because aren't they playing them only like three times? We don't know yet. They haven't really. We're going to talk about the schedule in a second, but we don't really know the official schedule. We have an idea of what it will be, but we don't know for certain. You just skip it, and then if someone's tied, you have to play it like at the end of the season. Was it the Padres who said they're going to put cardboard cutouts of season ticket holders in the stands? I didn't see that, but I think that's hilarious. I think it's the Padres, and then anyone can do it for a hundred bucks. I personally. What seats do you get? Like, I don't know. They might you, they might give you good seats. Are you right behind the camera or the catcher? So you're on camera every game. They can't fit ten thousand cardboard cutouts behind the catcher. You think ten thousand people are going to pay a hundred dollars? No, I'm just throwing an example out. Like, but all the the uh, the season ticket holders already have. They they can guarantee theirs for free. So how how many season ticket holders do you think there are? Yeah, like fifteen thousand. Oh, yeah, several thousand at least. So I, I don't see the point of paying $100 to get your face on a cardboard cutout that will never be on TV. True. Maybe you could get it after the season. Maybe they could send it to you and you can keep it forever. Did you do that? Yeah. 100 bucks. Like, I don't hey. know. 100 bucks though? Seems, seems high. Hey, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> um, where are we going to celebrate the World Series title that the Potters are going to win this year? Because if we can't go to the game or to a bar, what are we going to do? Bars will uh, be open. We have, to go, we have to go to a restaurant that serves food. Bars will be open by October, right? By October, I'm thinking yes. Would you get COVID to see the Padres win Game 7 of the World Series in a, in a crowded bar with like champagne and shit falling all over you? Yes. I think I would, too. I think it's an easy, <laughs> tra- <laughs> it's an easy trade to make. Uh Let's get into the rest of the show. Or before we do that, um, I know it's a Rule 5 update. Are you interested in the Rule 5? I know you're a big Rule 5 guy. Trash trash guys coming back. Let me get through this Rule 5 thing really quickly. It's not going to take long. All right. So there's there's new changes to the Rule 5 this year, uh, which, I don't know, if you follow baseball at all, you know the Rule 5 draft um, is in place to prevent teams from kind of hoarding young players indefinitely without any penalties. So if you have a player in your system that you've had since, you know, a teenager, he becomes, you have to protect him on your 40 man roster after, um, I think five years, uh, if you haven't called him up yet to prevent you from just stashing all these guys indefinitely. So anyway, the rule five, typically, um, the draft happens, you, you pick from this pool of players that are not protected on the 40 man roster and they have to be on your active roster for at least 90 days in order to keep teams from, stashing them on the DL. So it's just teams trying to take advantage of the system. And that's why there's all these rules. Um, that's what happens when you, uh, when you're a competitive sports team, you try to take advantage of everything. So you have to be on the ro- the active roster for 90 days, uh, without being optioned back to the minors or another team, he gets surrendered back to the original team. So this year, that 90 day requirement was going to be a huge problem because there's not going to be 90 days of baseball. There's gonna be 66 days of baseball and only 60 games. And so this year, that rule has been reduced to 50 days on the active roster, which is still, I mean, proportionally, it seems like, uh, or not seems like it is, according to math, it's way more days on the active roster than it would be in a normal season, which is interesting. I don't think we're going to see a lot of Rule 5 guys survive because of this rule. I think they're just going to end up going back to their original team or um, 
not they're not gonna, they're not going to be I don't know if it's a taxi squad thing or if it's you have to be on the well I guess it says active roster so you have to be on that 30 man uh, roster for 50 days I just think that's pretty interesting they they changed these rules so dramatically for the one season and it seems like it hurts the teams more than it hurts the players so um, I just thought that was interesting that they've they've changed this rule a lot the 2019 rule five guys the Padres didn't have anyone so it doesn't really affect the Padres. And looking through the names here, there aren't any uh, like really interesting guys that jumped out to me. But it is it's an interesting uh, development, I guess, a, a little wrinkle in the Rule Five this year. So worth mentioning. Back to baseball. So our first big topic of the day is the schedule. And since I mean our, the last show last week, so much has changed already. I was talking with James Anderson about draft players and prospects that he was excited about. And then, you know, a few hours later, we get an announcement that the, the baseball season is going to happen and it's going to be 60 games. So what's that going to look like? We know that the start of spring training 2.0 is going to be on July 1st. And that's coming up really quickly. Today, we're recording this. It is June 30th. And it's going to be released on opening day. What's going to be released on opening day? This episode. Opening day of spring training, yeah, not yeah. not that, not that sexy. Spring training 2.0, which is is it going to be on TV? If it's on TV, it's sexy. True. If it's on TV, well, if it's we on TV, really know I'm, spring, I'm watching the whole thing tomorrow. <laughs> we don't really know what spring training is going to look like because it's more like a camp than they're not an like actual playing other teams. Yeah, I think it's going to be Hosmer and Machado playing catch in the outfield. I don't think it's going to be great TV. Gotcha. Are they doing it in San Diego or are they in Arizona? Well, I don't know. Could you look, could you look that up? Cause I, I, I honestly don't know. I know a lot of the guys are in San Diego doing stuff and they've yeah, been, I've seen they've them like with posting Instagram photos of them, like working out at Petco. I think they're all in San Diego and I think there's been talk of them doing stuff at USD. I haven't heard anything about San Diego state yet for whatever reason. But USD is a really nice facility, so I can't blame them for going to USD. But it says they can go Petco, wherever they want. I think they're sticking to Petco mostly, and then probably some USD stuff. And then maybe even during the season, they keep some guys up at Lake Elsinore because Lake Elsinore is only from downtown, probably like an hour and ten minutes away, or hour fifteen. That sounds Especially about right. Now that everything's shutting down, no traffic. Well, there's more traffic than you'd think. Well, yeah, the traffic's not the same as it was, but it's not. It's not like no one's on the road. There's still a lot of people on the road, but there's no deadlock traffic. Like I would try to go to Lake Elsinore games last year and you leave here around five o'clock. You hit the worst traffic that won't happen this year. So that's at least so a plus. It, it says in early July, 30 players will, will report to Petco Park as okay. part of the big league training camp. While the other 30 will go to alternate training sites, potentially Peoria or the Diamond in Lake Elsinore. It makes sense. I don't think they'll go to Arizona because Arizona is a mess right now. So I could see them all at Lake Elsinore. And, and it it's also ma- so hot in Arizona right now, too. That, too. You can't you can't play during the day. You can't sit outside during the day. So uh, Lake Elsinore makes a ton of sense. It's going to be hot in Lake Elsinore, too. It's not like they're getting a break, but it'll be better than Arizona. And I think making the 30 guys that are on the active roster all in San Diego makes a lot of sense. You don't need 60 guys here for on one baseball field. I don't know how that would even work. To try to get training in, you do some guys in the, in the morning, afternoon, other guys in the evening, potentially. But I think it just makes more sense to have all the the guys in the A team working out together 30, 30 deep. 
opening day for the season, they're talking about July 23rd or 24th. I think the 24th was floated out initially. And I don't think we've, I don't know if it's actually confirmed yet because they're still up in the air 23, 24. Um, and they've talked about how I think the Nationals and the, the Yankees would be the first first game, which would be really fun to watch if it's Garrett Cole versus Max Scherzer. The, there is going to be a trade deadline. It looks like it's going to be August 31st. It's it's a rumor still, but it's if that's the actual midpoint of the season, um, which it looks like it could be, that's funny because it's not that far off from the the actual the, the trade deadline in a normal year, July 31st. Which is, so anyway, and then the end of the regular season, they're talking about September 27th, end of postseason, right about November 1st. Um, so going potentially a little later into the into November than than normal. But avoiding November, I think, is a big deal because it's going to be really cold um, in a lot of parts of the country in November. And then uh, the not here cases. in San Diego for the World Series, though. No, it won't. That's a good point. Padres go to the World Series. Who do you expect them to play? Padres um, Yankees rematch? Padres A's. I like the A's this year. Big fan, big fan of the A's. I think the pitching's good enough um, in, a short, in a short season to like Jesus Lazardo. Is going to get his, he's my, my prospect baby. He's going to be, if he catches fire, like he could be one of the best pitchers in baseball in a, in a small sample. And then Frankie Montas and a couple other guys, AJ Puck, he's healthy. I really like the A's. And then they have the, the firepower to be hot at the right. It's all about who can be hot, you know, who, whose highs can be high and you don't need to sustain it for that long. Just be hot for like three weeks and play 500 ball the rest of the season and you're in the playoffs. Why not us, you know? Print the shirts. Yeah. I'm in. So those are the big dates. Going over the schedule. So I wanted to play some scheduling. If it's 60 games and they're restricting the Padres or each each of your teams, if you're a non-Padre fan, listen, I don't know why you're listening to this, but for, if there's four division teams and the Padres, um, it seems like the best way to do this would be to do 11 games against each opponent to give you 44 games. How do you determine then, who gets that one extra home game, though? I don't know, man. I think it's just going to – it's not going to be a perfectly balanced schedule. It's as balanced as we can make it, but that's the way it's got to be. Okay. You're going to play the four AL division teams. So from the Padres' perspective, we'll play the, the AL West. Um, play each of those teams three times. Gives you 12 games. And then four games against your rival in the uh, American League. And for us, that means, you know what that means. Vetter Cup coming home. Vetter Cup. It's still, it's been home for a while. It's going to yeah. stay home. Three Pete. So that'd be four games against the Mariners. It's an extra game against your, your rival. And that would give you 60 games. And so I was kind of breaking down how the Padres did last year. They didn't play any of the AL West teams except the Mariners last year. And they went three and one and beat their ass and won the Vetter Cup again. Yeah. Now they'll get games against Houston. Seattle. The games against Houston, the Angels, the Rangers, and the A's. And so looking at the win projections, Seattle is only projected to win 25. That's that's one of the lower numbers. Texas, 29 and a half. I love that under. I don't know why they're getting such a high number, but also lower than the Padres. Well, it's that new stadium. They get to play at Lowe's, dude. At Lowe's hardware? Yeah. I heard the ball flies inside Lowe's. 
in the gardening section. Do what's the name of the stadium? Do they have a sponsor yet? Uh, if Lowe's isn't the sponsor, they're really blowing it. Lowe's, pay all the money you have to sponsor the stadium. It'd be fucking hilarious. It's great branding plus trolling of the team. It's like a two for one. That has to go down as one of the ugliest stadiums of all time. Like, I think the Houston, the the Astrodome looks better than that thing. Oh, a thousand percent. And it's been abandoned for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Padres are going to play the Astros, who are projected to win 35 games. That's a big number. The A's at 33 and a half and the Angels at 32. So those are all... Uh, spoiler ahead of what the Padres are projected to. The Padres are projected to win 31. So 31 is still, you know, not bad. 31 and 29. But AL West is going to be tough this year. There's a couple. Uh, it's lucky for us that we play the Mariners an extra, potentially more games because they're the rival and they're one of the worst teams in baseball and they're going to be this year. But the other teams are really good. Houston, Oakland, LA, potentially a problem. Yeah. Padres have a tough draw, and then you're throwing in Dodgers, who are the highest over-under in baseball, them and the Yankees. And then Diamondbacks, who are projected ahead of the Padres. And then yeah, Diamondbacks aren't bad. Rockies, I think, are they the same as the Padres? I didn't check what the Rockies were at. So I was looking up what the Padres did last year, kind of trying to project this so they're playing it's a heavy heavy nl west schedule this year and last year they went 31 and 45 against the nl west Whoa. they were they were they were 545 and 45 at the at the the first half so a 500 team i i don't see there's a, i don't know why there's a reason they can't do that again be 45 and 40 or you know go 30 and 30 yeah i mean like we talked in multiple past episodes just get to the bullpen our bullpen's nasty the bullpen's, I think, either the best in baseball or very close to it with the depth, especially because now all these games, only you only have to have your starter. The Padres love to have their starters go five innings or six at the most. I don't think they even need to go six anymore because of Pomeranz, Pagan, Yates closing it out. But then also in the middle there, you have Adrian Morihome, potentially Michelle Baez, who can throw 100 miles per hour. There's There's so many options in the bullpen to lengthen these or to shorten these games in in this kind of season where pitching is going to be a huge deal. I think the health of your pitchers is very unpredictable, but because the Potters have so many pitchers in the, in the, not in just the starting rotation, but also in the bullpen, I think they're shaped up to do really well this year. It's everything's kind of going the Padres way, adding the DH. Okay. Now Tommy Pham doesn't have to play in the outfield. That's awesome. Give Tatis an extra day at DH if you want. Will Myers gets in the lineup. I know it helps all the teams, the DH. It helps all the National League teams. But especially for the Padres, Tommy Pham gets to play a lot more now because of the DH. That That's a huge deal. I'd rather have Tommy Pham at DH than even Fran Mil Reyes, who we traded away last year. Uh, the Padres' first 60 games last year, I thought it was interesting. They went 31 and 29. And then this year, their over-unders 31. So I don't think that's... I think that's kind of a coincidence, but it's also interesting to see that, you know, the Padres were just basically a 500 team for the first half of the season. They were basically 500 team for the first 60 games. They're basically projected to be a 500 team this year, but with, you know, Machado coming back for a second season, Tatis coming back for a second season, healthy, Tommy Pham's in the lineup. The team's definitely better and the bullpen's a lot better. I don't see if they could just bump it up and get hot 
I know anyone can get hot, but the Padres especially can get hot. I don't think it's crazy to think that this is a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, the short kind of sprint really helps teams that have deep bullpens. I mean, if yeah. you don't have a bullpen when you're playing this many games in that short of time, it's not going to be pretty for you. I'm looking forward to it. Some props. There were only a couple props available on uh, the site that we used to bet on. Make the playoffs. Yes, is plus 120. You got to like that, don't you? I like those odds. Eric Hosmer batting average. Do you know what it was? Uh, it's probably too high, whatever it is. It hasn't moved since we we did our gambling show a, a while back. It's 260. Machado, is it 280? I think that's a little high. I think you should take the under on Machado. And then Fam at 275. I think that's kind of about right. So what happens with these bets? Like if <laughs> if your guy gets, I mean, let's say it COVID and he's like out for two weeks or whatever. You better is, hope he was sitting above 260. Is your bet null or like what no. if he just played the first game went three for three? He's betting a thousand for the whole season. You're, that's that's a winning ticket you got right there. Okay. I'd be worried about things like home run totals and stolen base totals. I would try to avoid those with certain players. So like I remember years ago, I, I was this, it was a Mark Trumbo bet. You remember Mark Trumbo? He was on the Orioles at the time. He was coming off like a 50 homer season almost. And his over, they always have these lower. They're, they're enticing over-unders for home runs because one injury can screw your season. And, and Vegas knows that. So they set the over-under at like 29 and a half. And I'm like, He's got to hit over that. He's going to be a mid-30 homer guy easy. And then, of, of course, he gets hurt and misses half the season. So I would avoid things where COVID could impact you know, the counting stats. I wouldn't bet on any of those. But batting average, you could get lucky here just as easily as you could get screwed. You don't need your guy to play the whole season. Just get sick at the right time if, if that's how you want to look at it. You know, I think Hosmer actually is a great candidate to hit over 260. I remember I was watching a, an old Pottery game the other day. It was game like 50 something. Did you forget that Hosmer actually started off the season hitting pretty well? I think he was hovering around 280, 290 for the, for most of the first half of the season last year. I completely forgot about that. He was having a pretty good start. And then, I mean, the whole team was having a good start and then things started to snowball in the second half when Tatis got hurt and then they started to lose a bunch of games in a row. And, um, I mean, we, we know what happened. They didn't finish well at all. They finished one of the worst records in baseball last year, but I, I would I would definitely bet the Hosmer over at 260 if you find that wherever you bet. And then I would also bet the under on Machado at 280. What do you think about those? I could see the um, the Hosmer. I think that's probably a pretty safe bet. And I want you to be wrong on the Machado. But, I mean, you're thinking with your head, not with your heart. But I'd say those are both pretty safe. Machado's never been much of a, a big hit tool guy. He kind of he kind of hovers in that 260 270 maybe if he's having a good year 280 range and then he's a, he's home run dependent RBIs and then uh doesn't run as much as he used to. He used to be, you know, a contributor in stolen bases but not anymore. So since he's left Camden as his home park, he well when he was on the Orioles, he he was always a, a way better hitter at home. And then he left last year for the first time and we he kind of just struggled with with the hit tool. The home runs were still there. His his swing is geared towards power, not contact. So I would bet the under. Along with everybody else in the league right now. Well, yes, except for uh, Eric Hosmer. But Eric Hosmer, so speaking of Eric <laughs> Hosmer, he uh, 
we talked about how he's acknowledged he hits the ball straight into the ground too much. And I was hearing today, I was listening to a podcast about fantasy baseball because um, I'm this is my season or this is my time to start hearing stuff about fantasy baseball. Um, I was listening to, it was a CBS show and they were talking about how Hosmer could be a candidate to really bounce back this year. And I've, I've been considering that as well. He hits the ball really hard. No one doubts that he knows it. And the problem is he hits it into the ground. So they were going over his spring training numbers and in past years, he would always have more fly ball or he would always have more ground ball outs than fly ball outs by, by like a, a pretty wide margin. And this year, since he's, he announced that he's making a change to his swing and it was only 10 game sample size, but he was making more fly ball outs than ground ball outs showing that he's lifting the ball in the air more. And I wouldn't be surprised. He still hit 20 home runs last year. I don't think it would be crazy to see him on more of a 25 to 30 homer pace compared to what he's been doing in the past. And if he's hitting more line drives, more fly balls, I think we see the batting average go up as well. And he's always been kind of a, a safe safe issue batting average guy. Um, I could see him hitting like 270, 280 with, you know, that 30 homer pace. So this year that's going to be like, I don't know, 12, 13 home runs or something, but wouldn't, I, I could see that from Hosmer. I think I'm pro Hosmer now. You've taken a complete 180. <laughs> well, no, I hate him, but I also see the potential for him. If he just makes a couple changes, these ball, these balls that he's hammering into the infield dirt could suddenly be line drive hits or home runs. I think the hate for him from a, from like a, from like a fantasy standpoint, I know you're not a big fantasy guy, but he's, he's considered garbage in the fantasy world because of, you know, he plays first base and first base isn't what it used to be. But if you're playing a deep league, I think Hosmer's a good like bounce back candidate, actually the buy low candidate. I love buy low guys. So he, he would consider, he'd be considered a really good buy low candidate for me. Yeah, I mean, the Padres didn't buy low. That's the problem. That's why I'm upset. So, yeah, <laughs> they bought high on a guy that had really low stock. That's the You're not going to win over your fans. As, and I know it's not his fault. He got his money. Good for him. But it's not going to make me love you as the player when the team is spending all this money on you. By the way, after this year, only five years left on that deal. So what's up? Nice. You want to talk about the Padres 52-man roster? Let's do it. I never heard of half of these guys, and the ones I do know are way past the prime. Most of these guys never had a prime. This guy here is dead. So that got announced, was it yesterday or was it two days ago now? Sunday, Sunday night. It's all, it's a COVID world. I don't know what day it is. So, released, yeah, Sunday night, 52-man roster. Robert Hassel made it, and I think that's just so they can keep an eye on him in person, at Lake Elsinore, probably. I don't think he's ever going to sniff a, a major league game. And there's a lot of guys like that. So the pitchers, looking through them, it's kind of all guys I expect to play. Almost. Well, except for two. Hawaiian punch. The two guys, funny you mentioned him. He's one of the guys who do not expect to play. Joey Cantillo is on this roster, but he's probably not going to make that 30-man. And Ryan Weathers, I think, is just way too young. Hasn't pitched above low A. Um I don't see either of them making an impact, but pretty much everybody else. Notice I did not mention Gore or Patino. I think we both, I think we see a lot of Gore this year, and I think we see a little dash Patino. And if Patino's good, I could see even more Patino. You know who didn't make it? Your guy? Your boy, Lake. Well, I'm Bob. talking about. Oh, I know. So Lake didn't make it. 
And then my other boy who gave us a shout out in a, in a podcast review online, uh, Travis Radke. So yeah. those guys, those were two guys kind of older friend of the veteran program. friend of the program, Travis Radke. We should try to get him on. Definitely. I was surprised we didn't see those are kind of the veteran minor league guys who posted really good numbers last year that didn't get the invite. I was a little surprised by that. Weren't you? Yeah. It's too bad. Cause when, why is Ryan Weathers making it, but not Travis Radke? And like, no, no offense to Pierce Johnson, but don't even know who he is. He got some time with the Potteries last year. You don't remember Pierce? I do not remember him. Pretty forgettable. Ronald Bolaños. These are, I mean, a lot of these guys have major league experience. Gerardo, Gerardo Reyes. Um, looking through the list here, Luis Perdomo is still around. I don't know why. Javi Guerra, who they're experimenting with, you know, transitioning from shortstop. He's still pitching. And then, uh, Going through the lefties, Matt, Matt Stram. Is it Stram or Strom? I never know. I say both. Strom. Strom, okay. But then I expect to see Gore quite a bit. I think Gore could be a huge impact player this year for the Padres. And from the prospects, like he's kind of the only one, I think, being a huge impact player. The rest are kind of just cool guys to kind of keep around. Like Luis Camposano is on this list. He's not going to play. Um, they've got Torrens. They've got Mejia. They've got Hedges. CJ Abrams is on the list. I don't think he's going to play Gabriel Arias. He's not going to play Tucapito Marcano, our guy, Owen Miller. I don't expect any of these guys to really play. Hudson Head, I think, was an interesting name to include here. Edward Olivares, who we've talked about on the show, and your guy, Taylor Trammell, are all you know, going to be on this taxi squad team. I think we could see a few at-bats from them. Here. I could see a few at-bats from all these guys. Uh, well, not all of them. I don't think like Tucapito is going to get in a bat or anything, but Taylor Trammell, Olivares, um, not Hassel, obviously probably not Gabriel Arias, probably not Camposano. Although, you know, I can see a few at bats being kind of sprinkled around for these guys as like a reward, um, earlier in the season, maybe, but late in the season, all these games matter so much. I don't think you can afford to have guys getting their feet wet in the majors. They're on this list because they want to keep a close eye on them at Lake Elsinore, keep them playing. These are the, the, the best prospects we have. And you want them to continue to be in a big league camp for at least, you know, two months. If it's at Lake Elsinore, if it's at USD or wherever it is, at least playing with each other on this list that I don't understand. Brian Dozier. Yeah. I don't know what the deal with Dozier is either. If you've noticed in baseball lately, there's some veteran players who have said they don't want to play this year. And that could be something that he said to the team that we don't know about yet, or it could be, He's doing a wait and see approach. He's talking with his family about it. Um, it could be, yeah, like I said, he's just a veteran. He's he's made his money. He doesn't want to risk it this year, which I can't blame him for. I suspect he just gets added later. I think the Padres left open eight roster spots. And yeah, spring training progresses. He probably just is a late arrival to spring training. The other shocker to me was how many potential second basemen there are on that list. There are, it's all second baseman on this yeah. list. So if you go through it, Cronenworth, Ty France, Greg Garcia, Owen Miller, Jerks and Profar, and then even Tukapita is not a shortstop, I think. Too. Did I say Tukapita? He's going to be a second baseman long term. But crazy and crazy amount of second baseman. Who were you most excited to see on this list that you think is going to make an impact this year? So let's not we've talked about Gore. We all know Gore is probably going to play the most out of any of these guys. But who are you most excited to see develop and maybe break out a little bit? Franchi Cordera. I think that's a great call. 
I think he has the potential to be our best outfielder if he can stay healthy. If he's healthy and given enough at-bats, I think he's better than Trent Grisham. Yeah, I would concur. Franchi has some of the best StatCast data in the game. He's a StatCast darling. He's one of the highest sprint speeds, one of the highest exit velos. Uh, I think he's a little suspect in center field, but you put him in a corner. I think he's great. I think he has an all-star game or two in his career potential if he's healthy. The problem is he's just never healthy. But in a short season like this, this helps guys like that a lot if he gets the playing time. Yeah, I (laughs) cannot wait to see him play. Uh, That's a good call. I really like uh, we all like Franchi, but I think it's a great call that he's a a breakout candidate because I agree. The guy I'm most excited to see is Luis Patino. So I think Luis Patino is a candidate for the bullpen, and I think he gets into a couple games and he's got a major league caliber slider already. He's he's entering his age 20 season and he just sniffed double A just for a little bit last year, but was pretty good. And he's been good everywhere he's gone. He's got a plus fastball and a plus slider. And I don't see there's a I don't know why there couldn't be a scenario this year why or where he sits in the bullpen, low leverage, you know, like five, six innings. He comes in during like a blowout maybe he comes in where it's the ninth inning and they're down four runs or something. I could see him making the kind of impact where he throws five to 10 innings and you, you, the Padres look around and like, wow, this guy's kind of, this guy's ready. We didn't, we didn't realize it. We knew he was good, but he could be ready. I could see Gore getting spot starts. I don't know if they give Patino a spot start or not, but I think Patino has the ceiling of a number two starter. And I think there's, there's no reason why he couldn't be a, a bullpen piece this year and be really good in that role. So I think he gets a taste. I think he starts to run with it. I, I could I could very easily see that happening. I love that. Can't wait to see what they're doing with him and Gore. I mean, kind of, I think they're placing them both kind of in the same, same situation. Yeah. And a lot of the, like Hudson Head's not going to play, but I'm, I'd be excited to see what Hudson Head does. And um, Josh Naylor kind of giving more at bats this year. I think there's a chance that Josh Naylor breaks out because he gets, he finally gets reliable at bats. People forget a little bit that, I mean, he hasn't done anything super sexy in the majors yet, but he was kind of a big name prospect coming up. It was always a top 100 guy, had a good power tool, the hit tool is probably below average, but if he's a 45 hit 60 power guy that plays for the potter, I mean, is a left-handed bat. That's something they don't have a lot of that plays well. And I, with the DH this year, him and Myers, I suspect to get a lot of time at DH Maybe I don't think a strict platoon. I, I would say Myers probably gets more, but reliable at bats for Josh Naylor. I wouldn't be surprised if he took off too. Selfishly, I kind of don't want to see him so I can see my boy Taylor get some more at bats, but there's a lot of outfielders all of a sudden. But next man up have... now. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I love the DH. It's going to, it's going to be good, a good opportunity. I think next year the Padres will have less outfielders somehow. They're going to figure out a lot of things this year with fam Grisham Myers, Naylor, and uh, Franchi. I think I think the, the 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 herd gets thinned a little by next year. I think this will be a, a good, well, not a. I guess it'll be a test for a lot of these guys. It'll be it's a, it's a showcase. Like who's going to step up and be the reliable outfielder? I don't think the Padres want to platoon six guys in this outfield. Do you think one of them ends up on the Rays and then they have all three <laughs> starters being ex Padres? 
Unfortunately, the the Rays are packed with platoon players right now, and they've got a really crowded outfield. I don't think Austin Meadows is going to go anywhere, so they already have Renfro and Margo, and they've got the Japanese import Tsutsugo this year. Um, I don't think they're I don't think they're in the market for any outfielders, but it'd be really funny if they did. Be hilarious. <laughs> uh, well, no ad today, so uh, we're we're in negotiations right now, so we're going to skip the ad. What else? Uh, are you excited for it, if anything? Or are you just ready to get the season going? Spring training, if it's on TV, you're going to watch no matter what they're doing, right? I'm I'm thinking I'm going to watch every single inning of every single spring training and regular season game this year. If they have any spring training. They've got to have a few spring training games. I don't know how it's going to work. I would lo- I'd rather see an inter-squad game than a spring training game. I mean, the uh, Padres' like TV crews have to practice somehow, right? They do, but like, why not a Padres A versus Padres B team? You've got I Gore think... pitch Gore versus Paddock, you know, and they've got the really young guys versus the older guys. That'd be really fun. I'd love to see it. I mean, I'd be all in for that. I'd watch that every day if it was on. That's gonna do it, Wade. I think we're done. Nice work today. Good work out of you. Thanks for listening. Good work out of the fans. Please follow the show's Twitter account at Fire Farmhands. And if you enjoy the show, subscribe. We're on all your favorite platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeart. And by the way, leave us a review. We enjoy your reviews. Not asking for a five-star, but give us a four-star. Appreciate it. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. Don't you think that's a fair way to ask for a four-star review instead of a five? It's more honest. Yep. I mean, our one star is still my favorite, so. It's it's a great, go read the one star review. <laughs> You've been listening to Believe in Padres Prospects on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. I am Ryan Hart. That was Wade. We'll talk to you all next week. There's me real baseball to talk about. Let's go. Just move on toward your destination. BRB, got a P. Oh my God. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.